Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for indulging that. <laughs> I love playing a little harmonica daily to keep the good vibes moving through me. Hopefully it got some good vibes moving through you. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles. Welcome to the show. Yay. All right. Today I want to do something really simple and hopefully useful, which is share some questions that have come in through our email and socials and things like that. And it's so funny. I tend to leave the door open, ask any questions about yoga that I can be useful for, or Mike can be useful for Tai Chi. And the questions are a little bit yoga related, <laughs> but as an, a practice like yoga tends to really go beyond the mechanics of yoga, all the questions are very much what's happening with my life <laughs> related in this way. And the best I feel like I can be useful beyond someone who listens. So feel free to, to use me as somebody who listens to your situation. Sometimes that's the most helpful just to be heard, just to be seen and listened to is listening to the question and really looking at how we can address what's going on through our practice of yoga, our practice of yoga in this Tai Chi way, in this healing arts really infused way. Yoga is great. It's wonderful. There's a movement vocabulary, all of these things, but where we are right now in practicing yoga, just we as in kind of what you see out there and what's available is poses, which is pretty boring. <laughs> and of course, yoga is so much more than poses and yoga is not pretty boring, but it's really easy to see the poses and to feel and think like those should be the goals or just the mechanics of more flexibility or more strength, more, 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 more. When sometimes, probably most of the time, Not necessarily less is more, but moving into harmony is more. <laughs> moving into harmony has more of a positive result than just more of this or just more of that or just get that pose. And then after you do that pose, then what's the next one? And how boring and also superficial. So I'm really grateful that our practice is leaning into the healing arts Tai Chi and Shiatsu, a little bit of Ayurveda, all of these ancient wisdoms that at their core message 
say a similar thing and teach a similar thing, which is moving into harmony with yourself and also moving into harmony with what's around you, the people around you, your community around you, and the world around you, although that can feel abstract and strange and a little bit what's going on in and of itself. So keeping things to what's going on with you and what's going on with whatever you can be aware of around you, whether that's your family, your stress levels, your situation and your life, your schedule, your day, your work, your family, whatever those things are. Those are the things that we're really involved with on a day-to-day basis. And when we can not just do our yoga practice, do the poses and ultimately be bored (laughs) or be forcing ourselves to do poses, we can move into harmony within our yoga practice focus on what's going on every moment along the way, focus on all the time alignment instead of just getting into the pose and faking it until you make it or doing whatever you need to do to just make it happen, (laughs) make the pose happen. We've all heard that before in a yoga class or a video or whatever. Fake it till you make it. Just here's how you do the pose, right? Well, yoga is wonderful because it has this amazing, rich vocabulary of movements. You can move in all these different directions, but we, as our kind of currently evolved (laughs) thinking selves, see these wonderful poses and we think, oh, okay, let me see if I can check that one off the list. When yoga has a much more deep well happening within that. And in my studies and practices of Tai Chi and Shiatsu and the healing arts, once you get into one of these areas, you start to see the similarities and all of the other traditions and the wisdoms and the similarities in your own life and how you can really apply this moving into harmony with yourself into your yoga practice. And a lot of folks love that from me and they'll say, oh, that's amazing. But then ultimately there's this little bit of a rebellion, which is funny for me because In 2010, I was labeled the rebel yogi. (laughs) And really, I understand that I, I lead yoga movement to movement, frame by frame. So I never saw a need personally in my own leading to announce the Sanskrit terminology of the pose. One, because I didn't want to alienate people who didn't know the Sanskrit name of the pose, but More importantly than that, I wanted to lead people moment to moment to this real be here now experience instead of here's the name of the pose. Yay for me, I can understand and pronounce this name and then everybody let's do it. It it creates a pose goal. So because of this kind of more complicated (laughs) thinking instead of just, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say the Sanskrit name. I'm going to strip away that. It was more about the movement, about the be here now for me. So many things within that category of changing really what and how yoga had been taught, at least the more visible ways we have seen it in person and on, at that time, DVDs, (laughs) what I was doing was a bit different, was radically different, was sharing with folks they can move 
how it feels good. Move how it feels good. My goodness. That was, if you can believe it or not, radical. Yoga, in a way, had this reputation where you needed to suffer through it. And that brings up a lot of, am I doing a good job if I'm not suffering? Do I need to lock out my joints and be hard about things? Or can I really be soft? And that brings up this real kind of black and white, this or that, with it, which uh, it leaves me flustered in a way because it's so simple to me that there is no soft or hard. <laughs> softness is the thing, the action that makes anything possible. So without softness, nothing is possible. You don't choose between rigid or soft. You don't choose between something bad or something good. You choose the best thing for you, hopefully. So softness is being movable. It's the ability for your body to be moved. How do we do that? We bend our joints a little bit. We become movable emotionally. We become a little bit movable. We're listening to ourselves, listening to what's going on around us and responding accordingly. So without that, you can trick yourself into thinking, oh, I'm just being tough. I'm being, oh, I'm in my boundaries. I'm being hard. I'm saying no. All of these kind of popular terms that we hear everywhere these days. And there's nothing wrong with those terms necessarily, but we need softness in order for anything to become possible. And the cool thing about the healing arts is everything's included. <laughs> Nothing's left out. The system works. <laughs> the system works. Trust the system. It's like math. I'm not a humongous mathematician, but when I'm doing math, I'm not questioning if it's going to work or not. I'm just doing it. <laughs> I'm just going to add this up or subtract this and see what the result is. So that's the same with softness, with moving well, with moving in harmony with yourself. It's silly and aggravating when people question that. <laughs> aggravating to me only when it's really yoga teachers or when it's people that have been doing this for a long time and are just bored. They want something a little bit different, a little bit contrary, whatever it is. Change something that doesn't work, yes. Don't change things that work. Change yourself. So a few common questions that have come in lately. <laughs> one is a really great one. How can you tell if your practice is improving? This is a good one because a lot of the measures for your yoga practice improving are, well, are you getting more flexible? Are you getting more strong? Can you stand on your hands? Can you stand on your head? Can you stand on your forearms? Can you stand on one finger? <laughs> Whatever it is. And those things, besides the one finger, those things tend to happen with progress. But in my experience and seeing everybody else's experience as well, it's really not a measure of progress. Just to kind of be silly about it, if those things were a measure of progress, all the gymnasts and all the circus performers would be totally balanced, totally calm, capable yoga professionals. They can do all the moves, and a lot of them might also be doing yoga as well. But they'll also tell you that what they're doing is not yoga, it's circus performing, it's gymnastics. 
So there you go. So a great measure for is your practice improving is, well, one, what's going on in your life? Is your life improving? Wow, what, a, what an amazing concept to take a step away from looking at your practice, looking at your physical practice, to turning around, moving off the rectangle of your yoga mat and saying, what's going on in my life? And if I can look back a little bit, are things improving? Are things getting better? Or am I relating to my life? Am I relating to my situation better? Am I blowing up less if you have an anger thing? Are you giving up less if you have a giving up thing? Are you taking better care of yourself? Are your relationships improving? Are you generally having a better and more harmonious experience in your life? And this is the measure. This is it. <laughs> Everything else is physical stuff. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, your body and your mind are very important. It's not just physical stuff. Is your well-being improving or how are you feeling in your well-being? Not so much of what poses your body can do or not do, but how are you feeling physically? How are you feeling mentally? What's going on with your overall experience of being you? Wow, how cool is that? So how can we focus on improving our practice or really improving our life? La, la, la. Well, focus in your practice on moving well. Take the focus away from the end point of the yoga pose. Say you're coming into warrior two. Well, how did you get there? You were somewhere else before you got there. Just like today, you're somewhere before you go to some location today. How did you get there? Make how did you get there? the main question, what's going on and how did I get here? <laughs> what's going on and how did I get here? These are existential questions, of course, but they are very practical questions as well. What's going on with you? Where do you feel tension? Where do you feel weak? Where do you feel strong? How do you feel? What's going on? What's happening? And also physically, where is your body in space? How are you moving? So softening, being bendable in your body, moving from your center so you can move as best as you can from, say, a standing position to bend your knees a little bit, slide a foot back, wiggle your feet around into a warrior two position, those right toes come forward, those back toes come in, your body's right in the middle like a butterfly, your arms come out with a big inhale, and your arms settle on that horizon with a long exhale. How did you get there? Wow, that's the magic. So shifting from endpoints to the process, that's really the how to improve. And really when you're reflecting on, am I improving? Well, how's everything going? How you doing? How you feeling? All these things. All right, here's another one. 
How do I cultivate a positive and optimistic mind? Oh, thank you. This is when I realized that this yoga question, do you have yoga questions? Just opens up a whole can of worms. (laughs) Well, there's a lot to that, of course, but from the what can you practice right now that I'm qualified to explain to you? You can do this on your yoga mat. You can do this in the kitchen. You can do this really anytime you have some space and time for yourself. You can do this while you're standing in line, probably so, not so much while you're driving or doing something where you really need your whole attention. And then once you do this all the time in those other places, you'll be doing it there naturally or more habitually, but you won't be starting to practice it in those places where you need more focus. So my little disclaimer here for this practice, soften, (sighs) get a little bendable here, slow down, slow down yourself, slow down your mind, (sighs) watch your breath move through you, literally your breath moving through you, (sighs) inhales, pulling you up and out, exhales, drawing you right back in like a big globe expanding. Notice how you feel again and respond. Respond to what you feel, respond to what you find. That's the thing to do. When you feel like you have nothing to do or when you feel anxious, when you feel uh, stuck in your mind, overly negative, those thought spirals, and you need a trick to get out of it. It's not a trick, it's an all the time practice. Soften, slow down, watch your breath move you, notice how you feel and respond. And then do it again if you need it again. And then go back to what you're doing. You'll notice a change, you'll notice a shift. It's not a trick, it's not a hack, it's not a technique. It's the what's going on practice to what works. All right, let's do one more for this one. (laughs) Let me know if you like this kind of episode. We can keep this going. All right, where do you start if you're overweight and out of shape? So I know it's kind of triggering to think about yoga and weight loss and yoga and weight management and all of this, but... Let's be honest, there's a lot of real serious problems that come along with being overweight. And that's individual. It's not an everybody kind of a thing. But this person who's asking me, "Ah, what do I do? Well, you don't want to have more serious problems to develop. And even if you have a serious issue developed, there's always something to do. If you're breathing, you can still do something about your situation. You could do something about your well-being. You can do something about how you feel, and you can start to move in a better way. So what I won't talk about is how to lose weight. What I won't talk about is how to cut calories, how to restrict yourself, how to exercise, how to burn calories, these kinds of things. You can't come to me for that, sorry. (laughs) But... Something wonderful about yoga and why I love talking about this even 15 years ago, yoga for weight loss when people need to or want to lose weight in that way or weight management is why would we exclude the best, if not one of the best healing modalities 
to take care of a triggering issue, why would we exclude that and say, let's just go to diet and exercise, calories in, calories out? Why would we exclude our mental health, our well-being, this wonderful practice that addresses everything all together all at once in this conversation? So yes, <laughs> yes, yoga in an easygoing way will show you and remind you how to move like you love yourself, how to act like you love yourself, how to be like you love yourself, how to eat like you love yourself. And then you won't feel over time this push and pull, this mental stress around food, around restriction, around guilt, around whatever the things are. And you'll start to develop a more good relationship, a more exciting, a more conversational relationship between yourself and movement. Not in this, oh, I need to move my body to burn calories kind of way, but you'll start to have this, oh, it feels so great to move myself. And then whatever your goals are, you're going to start to love yourself where you are right now. And if you can practice moving in a way like you love yourself right now, you'll start to move closer toward your well-being goals and your life goals and all the goals. So everything really has the same approach, which is so wonderful. So pretty cool to not exclude something that we're nervous about or scared about talking about or really don't want to address our yoga practice in this easy way, this easygoing way can really address so much. And even if it can't fix an issue in your life, can help you feel better. And when you feel better, you do better. You act better because you want to, not because you're trying to force yourself in this way. And it works. I've seen it work many, many times. Your body has a way of responding to your thoughts and your actions and how you move and how you think and, of course, what you're putting in and what you're putting out. Your body keeps the score. That's a wonderful book, a wonderful saying. So why not do your practice regularly where you're reminding your body, you're reminding your whole self that you care for it that it can hang out in the rest and relaxation response. It doesn't need to be in that fear mode, that freaking out mode. I've seen folks have serious health issues and on paper, they're doing everything right. They're eating vegetables and they're exercising. They're doing yoga, all these things. Their life looks good on paper, but the stress level is so high. The fear level in their mind is so high, the self not so great talk is so high. And I've seen this practice really help and turn things around so much. So your optimal well-being includes you, includes you loving yourself. So I want that for you. And I know you want that for you as well. So let's do just a simple moment where we can all practice this together. Whatever's going on, whatever your question for yourself or question for me is today, <sighs> a simple breath where 
can shift from feeling whatever you're feeling right now to better. Let yourself be movable here, a little roll side to side, forward and back. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. Notice how you feel. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do that again, do that later, do that every time. You want a nice community doing that and you're not already involved in the Strala Home situation, Strala Yoga app, wherever you get your apps, you're always invited. It starts with a seven day free trial. We've got loads of gentle practices, workouts, everything in between. Thousands of practices. We love it. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. And if you need any help joining, always feel free to reach out. If you want to be there and you can't for some reason, reach out. We'll invite you. We'll get you there. And huge gratitude for everyone listening. Huge gratitude for listening here. You being here helps me continue to do this. So yay. Thank you for that. You being connected to the Strala Yoga app helps me to keep offering this in all the different ways <laughs> that I can, that are wonderful. So ah, huge gratitude, just feeling really grateful lately. So thanks so much for being here. Big hugs and see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 